Welcome into Night Moods, everybody. I am Michael. You listen to the podcast, and I'm going to beat down these nerds because I got a real cool, cool guest, special guest. This is what we, I coined this phrase, Super Conversations Month. We're going to see how this goes because she's kicking this off. I'm excited. Maybe this can be something annual. I don't know. But, you know, how many of you have ever, as you're getting settled, Night Eagles, how many of you have ever got to speak with those that you look up to, regardless of age. Well, you're in for a treat for this episode of Night Moves, Conversations with Ariel Nessenblatt. Welcome into the program, Ariel. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you for having me. Very excited. Uh, I am excited. I'm bringing it down a little bit here. Um, this is kind of cool. Now, for those of you who don't know, Ariel has been all over the podcast scene. And so this show is going to be a fun show, a very, mm, we're going to have a conversation. I'm going to peek the brain and pick the brain of Ariel. And you guys get to know Ariel. And um, she's going to help me out because her name, she's got a beautiful name. And I'm always messing up everyone's name. Everyone knows me with all the and people I know. I'm always getting people mix, mixed up, so please forgive me if I uh, mess up on the name. Because I say, I say Ariel, and my daughter's like, no, Dad, it's Ariel. I'm like, okay, let me go listen to what Where she says. Where are you from? Where am I from? I'm, I'm in the Midwest. But my family's Portuguese, and then we're home mixed, mixed up. So we're kind of so, mixed so up. So if you're on the East Coast, you say Ariel. But I find oh. that people on the West Coast and in the Midwest say Ariel. But I yeah. answer to anything, and I don't care. That's interesting how we come up with this. I would hate to say what it sounds like in the South. Have you ran across that? Um, I've heard, I lived in Jackson, Mississippi for a while, so I've heard it all. Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You are really interesting. You know, I've been, <laughs> I've been following you for months and I can't even begin to tell you how I came to get to know you and not stalking everybody. Calm down before you start email. Like, what are you, what are you doing? You're married, blah, 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 blah. No, I came across you on the Twitter because I jumped into podcasting last January. And so this whole culture of language and then God threw you in the mix. And I was like, oh, no, this is so much. And <laughs> so I've been following and it is really hard. You're really hard to keep up with, by the way. You know, you are really I call you a ninja. I know. I know. <laughs> So you're a ninja. I learned from Laura, uh, your, your fellowship with Laura, your, your partner at arms. You like to talk over each other. We do, I, yes. I, me and Laura. I kind of, I do that same thing and I kind of bite my tongue. So <sighs> here we go. You guys ready? One hour with Ariel is going to be happening right now. This is going to be kind of cool, you guys. Everything you want to know about podcasting and then about this. I call her a ninja. So I don't mean any offense. But I'm talking, she's really sneaky, but she is pro-podcast, and she is pro-independent podcast. And I love this about you, that you really are 100% all in. I do. Where I did that podcasts. come from? Where did this come from? <laughs> Listening. I was a big listener first, and I decided that I wanted to get paid to work in podcasting, so... I wanted to listen to more podcasts. I wanted to meet podcasters. I was just really intrigued by this community that I was starting to 
see forming back in 2016, which is when I really, really started listening to podcasts and thinking critically about listening to podcasts. Before that, I, I was listening, started listening for real in 2014, but in 2016, I decided to discover what it meant to be a podcast listener and to meet other people who were obsessed with podcasts like I was. Obsessed. I like that word, obsessed. It's a love for podcasting. And I've, I'm learning, there's like a few out there who have opened a door just for relationship. And you are one who is like, you know, on that next level, but you, you leave the door open for people like me who are beginning, which is phenomenal. That's what I truly love about you is you're, you're extending a hand back, but it's like so broad. You're like opening yourself up to everyone who is serious about their craft or maybe just want to learn about this whole thing of what is podcasting. I don't understand. Oh, and because of you, I got this, this bad boy right here. So this, this, this deal um, came as a blessing, but I was like, um, so yeah. So when I, I was, I I was like a sponge with everything um, when I got connected to you through Twitter. So I got connected and then I got the courage to reach out. You know, you get get the courage of people that you are learning from, especially in the space of podcasting. It is so huge. People are very collaborative in podcasting. People are very willing to share what they've found that works for them and especially what they've found that doesn't work for them. People are generous, I think. I have to agree with that. And, you know, it's, it's unlike any industry that I have been a part of. You know, this is very... Um, really kind of cool it's really nuanced but yet there's this collective collaboration vastly across the board and so i love about you is your twitter's on fire i'm you know fourteen thousand followers and i don't know where do you find the time i wake up and i think what can i tweet today that would be helpful to somebody I also go through creative spells, you know, where Uh I'm thinking of many tweets at a time. So when that happens, I write them down and I come back to them and I fully flesh them out sometime later. But it's not all at once and it's not on purpose when I have ideas for what to tweet. It is very much, okay, I'm having a, a wave of creativity. Let's get it all down. And then I later come back and post them strategically throughout the week. Now. I got to back up the bus here because many of you listening to the program here don't know who you are. So ah, yes. <laughs> who is, I mean, it's like, I feel like I know you indirectly because it's like this whole Twitter thing. And yeah. then it's, you know, it's really kind of cool. And then you, we're going to talk about podcast movement 22 and all that fun. And then your newest award, I was really kind of geeked up about I'm like, look at her. She is making some moves. <laughs> who is Ariel? Who is, who is Ariel? Excuse me. Who is Ariel? Yeah, I am a New Yorker. I, if you can hear it in my accent, I have also lived throughout the country. Like I said, I lived in Jackson, Mississippi after college. I lived in LA for a while. I've lived in St. Louis. I've lived in Portland, Maine, and now I'm back in the New York area. And I love geography. I studied geography in college. So I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big part of my life is uh, I love maps and I love subway systems and transit things and keeping up with how, you know, different countries and capitals and politics and things like that. Uh, International global relations is an interest of mine, Um, but mostly um, cultural, cultural differences. Whenever I travel, I love to 
I love to talk to people about how they consume podcasts and how that might be different in the U.S. than it is in Malaysia, where I just was. So it's mm -hmm. sort of I, I my life lives at the intersection of geography, uh, cultural diffusion and uh, podcasts. And I'm constantly asking people about their podcast listening habits. I love it. And what else? I play soccer in my spare time. I used to be oh. a big rollerblader, but then I fell and broke my elbow and I'm scared to do it again. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, th that's, that's the gist of me. <laughs> Are you actually telling everyone that you have a life outside of podcasting that I'm hearing? Don't tell this too is... many people, but it's true. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I caught one of the, I think you did uh, a space a while back. It was really kind of cute because your parents were on, oh you're going to dinner. It was a, the funniest thing because you're in, I think you're in a backseat. So I was actually was, going yeah. through the living experience with you and you were, you know, you're kind of real. This is really kind of funny because you're not uh, a shadow of a person. You, you This is just your authentic. And then you've, yeah. you're given podcasts on the train when your train was delayed. I'm like, she's actually on the train <laughs> doing of uh, a show and a special guest at that and professional, but it threw me for a loop because you're in the middle of talking and all, and all of a sudden, my, don't mind me guys, my parents are, I think it was traffic. Yeah. You're on your way to dinner for your birthday and I think it was traffic you're going yeah. through. It was the funniest thing. Yeah, and I was just like, you know what? I said yes to this uh, Twitter space, so I will be here and I will do it no matter what. And I think, you know, that's the difference between live audio and recorded audio. If it were recorded, I would be sitting in one place like we're doing right now, but yeah. it's live and I think there, it, there's a little bit more forgiveness to be had there. Live over remote, what do you prefer? Listening and producing. Um, I prefer remote for most things. Um, well, for listening, if you do it right, remote recording, there should be no difference in quality between in-person and remote. If, uh, if everybody's got their nice mics, um, mm -hmm. if your connection is strong, if, mm -hmm. if you're using a software like StreamYard or like Squadcast or even Zoom in some cases can be done well, um, you should sound just as good as you do if you were recording in a studio. Uh, for listening, same deal. Uh, usually, most of the podcasts I listen to, you can't tell the difference uh, whether it was recorded in person or if it was recorded remotely. Mm -hmm. the issue, sometimes sometimes people really mess up when they're recording in person because they don't know how to set up their equipment, whereas sometimes it could just be easier to send somebody a link and record with them over the internet. Right. Now, you're with stream, stream not streamer, you're with Squadcast FM. Mm -hmm. And can you share a little bit about what Squadcast? I, I did get my affiliate, so I oh, did good. have that. So you guys will be talking about that in a minute, but I want you guys to get to know all the hats that Ariel wears. What do you do with Squadcast? At Squadcast, I am the community manager and I also look after the content. So I produce our weekly podcast, I produce our weekly YouTube video. I mm. oversee the blog, I oversee our virtual events, and as part of the community and social media, and mm -hmm. as part of the community, I manage our Slack channel, I manage our Facebook groups, I talk with um, partners on how we're going to collaborate between Squadcast and other sorts of softwares that are created for podcasters and content creators. And um, just look for ways to make it so that people who use Squadcast are happy using Squadcast or so that we can promote their podcast to show that, wow, look at this awesome piece of content that was created on Squadcast. Now, truth be told, 
we're switching. I'm going to be figure out how to partner better and use StreamYard and Squadcast. And like the video concept, what on the video concept, like what does Squadcast offer? Yeah. For those who don't know about Squadcast. So Squadcast is a remote recording platform. So if you yeah. are a content creator and you record interviews or any sorts of conversations that take place uh, with one or more people, then Squadcast or StreamYard or Riverside or Zencaster are mm -hmm. cloud recording studios. That's what they're called. So mm. they help people record remotely and they, they record a double ender. So they're being recorded on both sides rather than recording okay. uh, the internet connection. So you're going to sound better once you have your files. And uh, what StreamYard does differently is they are they have live capabilities. Squadcast yes. does not have live capabilities. We focus on the end recording. Now, will they have in the future, you think, jump into live? I've definitely heard it from enough people that it's something that we're considering. Come on, go <laughs> live. Throw my hands up there. Um, I meant, you mentioned a back. It just brought back to me. You mentioned your, you know, your, you travel. And you like the transit. How about Chicago? When okay. are you coming to Chicago? Yeah, okay. I was going to say, when are you coming to the city? Um, I'm about hour. I used to live downtown. So um, I was there in June, actually. And um, really? my friend is in, uh, what's it called? Hyde Park. Oh, Hyde and, Park. Yes. Yeah, awesome. And I was there in June. So it was lake time. And we went to the lake a million. It's amazing. It's so beautiful there. She has. A you were room. safe. You're, you're here. You're safe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, South, uh, where was it? Uh, Hyde Park is beautiful. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. No, it really is. If you guys have not, I mean, there's a lot of dignitaries that live, like President Obama lives somewhere. Yeah, he's, he's got property there. there. Um, there's a whole bunch, but they, it's been like, um, I can, in New York, my mom's from um, the Bronx. Oh, nice. And gentrification. So Hyde Park's going through a whole, it wasn't like that when I was there 10 years ago. It was kind of like they were transitioning and, now you can just be around and go out and get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, and just kind of chill out and everything else. So interesting. Um, well, my friend's family, her name is Abby. They've been there for like years, decades and decades yeah. and decades because uh, the, the university's there. So yep. um, I think she has some professor situations in her family. And um, yeah, so they've been there for a while. They've owned the same house for a really long time. And they've definitely noticed uh, it's becoming younger. And, um, mm -hmm. yes, it's definitely becoming more fancy. It is. It's, it, like I said, it's an awesome place. Uh, I'm looking forward to some, some remote broadcasting as well. We're looking for a lighthouse up in Wisconsin that we're going to hopefully be doing hmm. a live show. Now, I did a live show at the Atlantic Ocean in Cocoa Beach when we were there three weeks ago, right before the hurricane came through and wow. kind of shut things down. And I, I really love, for me, um, I'm, I like the creation i like being in the atmosphere and hearing the sounds and kind of taking all in and it helps me to focus on the on the interviews there but um so we're hoping that squad cast will go live you think maybe holiday maybe oh i would not be able to, to i know it's okay. not because i it's not because i don't know it's I, sorry it's not because i don't know it's because um we we it takes forever. Yeah, <laughs> I, used I bet. To, I used to think that engineering was quick, and then I learned working at this company that it is really not, and um, mm. it's not. It's not just flipping a switch. It's building infrastructure and testing, okay. testing, testing to make sure. So, once we get in our roadmap and and pick a date, um, I'm sure we'll make that very public. 
Okay. We're hoping. Fingers crossed. Can't wait. For now, no, StreamYard because... is a really great, really great option. Hey, there's you, you, you leveled off three. And these were kind of, when I was getting started, I was like, you were helping me along with Phil. Um, a couple of the guys were helping me with even what to do. So I want to ask you about this, um, especially for newbies. Like, I'm like really green in this, but, you know, I've been talking and teaching for like years and years, right? But when you're getting started, what is what would be probably a couple golden gems you would soft toss to someone getting started in this massive space of podcasting? Number one, why do you want to make a show? Mm. And along with that, I would center yourself along some sort of niche that you are going to stick to. Mm -hmm. I had somebody, I was talking to somebody recently on Twitter who said, how do I choose a niche? And I said, well, what's your podcast currently about? And he said, well, kind of everything. And I was like, all right, so your niche could either be that your podcast is about everything. It's not really a niche, but you could really like lean into our podcast is random every single time, or you Mm -hmm. could choose a general way to go about things. And I really recommend at least having some sort of, some sort of direction that you're headed in so that your listeners know what to expect so that you know how to frame your episodes and um, so that you're not just uh, kind of meandering around certain topics like people want to tune in for something yeah so I, I definitely think that it's important to establish that and then make your listeners aware that that's what you're doing and it could be that you have no preference either way so in that case I would ask your listeners what they want to hear from you amen to that one now I gotta look over here because I caught something on your site that really was really kind of cool. Um, so I was doing my homework. <laughs> and so I was really doing my, because you're like, you're not all over the place, but you're, you're so hyper-focused and you were doing some awesome things in San Francisco. Um, it starts with a T, uh, topic, podcasting, what you created. Well, let me go right here. Let me go right here. See, this is kind of cool that, you know, you kind of get things messed up in time. That's what life's all about. <laughs> Right. Um, taxonomy. What is oh, it? Taxonomy. Yes, yes, yes. Podcast what? taxonomy. Is that like a breaking down of the podcasting? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Basically, um, taxonomy. Taxonomizing is the act of classifying things. So it's a, I think, initially a scientific term that yeah. people use to say like animals are going to be separated into different species, different genuses, different kingdoms, different X, Y, and Z. So that's that's taxonomizing the animal kingdom. Um, but this uh, podcast taxonomy is the idea that the podcast kingdom, the podcast world needs to be yeah. um, you know, written out to a certain extent so that we know what we're talking about when we're talking about it. For example, what is a producer? What is a sound engineer? What is a fact checker? What is a host? What What is a mm-hmm. co-host? And what are all these people's responsibilities? And more importantly, if there's money involved, what are they getting paid? So Podcast mm-hmm. Taxonomy is an international multidisciplinary effort to standardize roles and credits in the podcast space. And we started it about two years ago. Um, I started it with one of the founders of Podchaser, which is a really cool resource. Sure is. And somebody named Daniel Rosenberg, who was at the time working for a company called Staff Me Up, which was a job board, a job seekers board and a job uh, givers board. (laughs) It was a a data. It was a database where folks could find jobs and 
uh, share that they have open positions, uh, mostly for the film and TV industry. And he said, why is there not really this for the podcast industry? And so right. podcast taxonomy um, needed to be established so that we could say, okay, if there is a job opening at this podcast, what are you actually asking them to do? Wow. I, when, I, when I read that, I was like, whoa, she is really... You know, people who know their crafts, and then you, you have people who really know their crafts. There's a for me, there's there's like a distinction, but there's a massive difference, and that's why I really enjoy following you on the Twitter and the YouTube, uh, and even when you're doing the invites uh, for guest speaking, um, you you seriously are one who is mastering this. I don't know, can I call it a craft? You know, is it? You know, well, what what you doing? What you do for a living? This is full time for you. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I really enjoy. And then when you, you know, you agreed to come on the show, I was like, well, this is kind of cool. What can I ask Ariel that no one's not asked her? Because I'm sure you've had the repeat questions. But for the content creator, you did an episode on marketing. I want to say it was a springtime. It was with uh, one of the uh, young ladies from England and you were going all in on marketing and the importance of marketing. Can we talk about that for a yeah. little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was with uh, Mike's club. Does that sound right? Yes, it does. Okay. Yes, it does. Yes. That was in March. Now marketing. I know Laura, Laura talks about this a lot. I call her your bestie. Lauren, Don't know. Yeah. yeah Lauren, your bestie. Um, marketing. If they were like producing, you know, creatively putting a show together um, within your niche, marketing, how important is marketing to one's podcasting long term? Yeah. It's very hard to make a show and publish it and get thousands of downloads per episode without marketing, at least to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. There are some fluke cases where you put an episode out there and, you know, because of your cover art and because of the title of your show and because of the way that you titled your episodes and because of the, the ter the keywords that you're putting in your, um, in your, your show notes, it could be that somebody finds it at the right time, loves it, shares it, and you're good to go. And that one episode has a huge spike. But th that's a spike, right? So right. marketing is necessary because you want to make sure that your show goes beyond just your friends and family. And some right. people start podcasting and already have a follower base. And those followers are so plugged into you and what you do that no matter what you put out there, they're going to listen. And that's awesome. That's a really, really great way to start. But... That's not the case for a lot of people who are just starting out in podcasting right. and even some people who are famous or have huge followings have a hard time converting people from followers to engaged, loyal listeners. Yeah. 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 And that's a massive difference from just those who are there to follow versus those who are listening and helping build a community that we're working to build. Right. And so... Like for me, I've noticed I've cut back a lot on the creation and you talk about redeveloping old podcasts, but spend more time in marketing. And with the invention of social media, it's been here. I feel like I've been in the cave for like the last 
five years. And I just came out like, whoa, what's all this? This is crazy. Um, with all of this, how, how do you find the time to like, is it TikTok? Is it Instagram? Is it, is it the newsletters? I mean, you gave one interview and I was, I couldn't write fast enough with all of the <laughs> newsletters that you were running down. Mm-hmm. And then you were doing like swapping, talking about swapping. I mean, there was just so much. Yeah, you are a university to yourself, straight up <laughs> university. You are, I kid you not. It's like, what do you want to learn today? She's going to be here talking about this section and this and this. So the marketing issue, I think. Let's say opportunity, not issue. <laughs> oh, marketing opportunity. Yes, yes, yes. Um, because there's an opportunity. Mind, you know? that, yes, exactly is. The opportunity to place yourself in a funnel, or would you say place yourself in a wide swath of a net? What do you think provides more value? you like focus on, I'm just going to be on these websites and I'm going to be here on these channels or, or would you say it's kind of open to your niche and what you're wanting to do in a space with marking a, a, a wide, you know, a massive net where I'm going to be in like 14 different platforms or discord and circle and all these yeah. things. There's too many places for you to be on the internet. So the first question that you want to ask yourself is where do you actually like to spend time? Is Mm. there a social media platform that you hate that makes you so anxious or you really hate the content that's being put out there and spending one more, one more moment there is just really terrible for you. Then don't spend time there, but you need to weigh that with, is that where my audience is or is that where my desired audience is? So if you really want to be targeting your show towards Gen Z, you probably want to be on TikTok, even if you okay. hate TikTok, or you're willing to make the concession to not be on TikTok and maybe to miss out on those listeners. So it's just that's the first question you should ask yourself is where do you actually want to spend time and where do you actually want to make content or be interacting with people? So that's the that's number one. First question, okay. ask yourself. Second question, ask yourself is, you know, is your podcast uh, a show that lends itself to visual or to text-based or to video? Um, so, for example, if you have a cooking show, you probably want to be posting recipes or finished products or, you know, family family heirloom crockpots on a, a medium that has that has a visual component. So Instagram is really, really great for that. Pinterest is really, really great for that. If you also, maybe if you are a cooking show that actually goes through recipes, you, you might want to be recording video as well and then posting those either as full episodes or as snippets on TikTok or Reels or on YouTube shorts or on YouTube as full videos. So think about, you know, if your show is, um, if your show is a show about like Wikipedia and you read Wikipedia articles and then talk about the their efficacy or something like that. That mm-hmm. doesn't really sound to me so much like a visual a show that lends itself to visuals. So you might just want to be on Twitter and you might want to be just sharing your findings on Twitter. Twitter, of course, takes images and it takes videos, but they don't prioritize them. Mm, mm-hmm. Now, are you, do you, are you do you like the space on Twitter? Do you like using the spaces? I'm, I'm getting used spaces. to that. Yeah. You love the spaces. I know I yeah. see you on there. So, yeah, spaces are uh, live audio shows, for those who don't know. Live audio, um, you can schedule them in advance or you can start them 
uh, spontaneously. And it can be about any topic, and you can have up to 10 people on the stage with you, and you can have it more like a chat, or you can have it like an interview or a panel or really whatever you want. And um, I want to say it started in beta like a year ago. Okay. It feels like that, but also I have no idea what time is anymore, so truly I could be off. <laughs> I've been It's hosting... new. <laughs> yeah, it's newish. Yeah, I've been hosting spaces since the beginning. I really like them because – you know, they started along the time, around the time that um, Clubhouse was dying. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you remember Clubhouse. And I don't know if you're still on Clubhouse. I um, just got on. So, yeah, yeah. I haven't been on it in, I want to say, a year. And I'm thankful for that because, uh, you know, it can work for some people and in some places and depending on some content. Um, but I found it to be very difficult for me to leave what I was doing to go all the way to clubhouse. I think that's really the big part of it is the reason for me that it didn't work. And I think for a yeah. lot of people they gave up on it was because it was another app to download. Yeah. Yeah. And I struggle with it myself because I, it's like people come in, they want to in interrupt you. So I got to yeah. figure out how to do all that. But I'm like, mm, why even do all that? I kind of want to just like leave that where it is and just right. keep it moving, you know? Um, yeah. But, but Twitter spaces, because you're already hanging out on Twitter and it's very easy for you to, Continue scrolling on Twitter, have Twitter up on the background while you're yeah. listening to one of these conversations is really yeah. great. Whereas with Clubhouse, it's on your phone. So you have to be, if you're doing work while you're listening to a Clubhouse, you have to, and you want to shut off the Clubhouse, you need to go all the way over to your phone and do that. And yes, of course, these are very much problems that are not that big of a deal, but small enough things will cause people to give up a product. And I, I think that that's, for the most part, why Twitter Spaces is doing better than Clubhouse. And I enjoy it because I am interacting all day long with uh, podcast people on Twitter. And mm -hmm. if I start a Twitter space, a bunch of them will come in and we can continue having the conversation that we were just having in text, but now live. No, you do a community on, on Twitter. How yeah. is that going? So this is another one of Twitter's more recent products, but they na they've... Um, they now have the ability to, for you to tweet within communities. So they are not private. Anybody can read what's happening in these communities, but you have to request mm -hmm. to join. Yes. And so I, along with Albin Brook, who is, um, he's at Buzzsprout, which is a podcast hosting site. We mm -hmm. run the podcasting Twitter community and we run it like a, it's a pretty tight ship. We don't allow uh, self promo. We really want people to be posting questions and comments and things that they've found helpful. And we encourage people to help each other out and to collaborate in certain ways. But yeah, it's, it's an opportunity for somebody to say, Hey, where do you get your podcast music and how much did you pay for it? Or I'm having an issue with this podcast hosting platform. Does anybody have any ideas for how to troubleshoot it? And um, it's been really great. Wow. You talked about titles. Now, I'm using Headliner. Um, are there, and I, I, I kind of like Headliner. I, like I haven't Headliner. found other platforms that will help me do what Headliner does. Um, pros and cons, Headliners, for those who are just getting involved in this? Headliner is an audiogram maker. So you can go to Headliner and yeah. drop in a video or an audio clip or, um, you know, and then upload that and add an image if you want. You can add a waveform. You can add a transcript. And what it does is it creates exportable images, uh, mm -hmm. videos that have um, moving text, moving waveform on them. And you can use those to promote your podcast on social media. 
Um, Headliner is one of the companies that does it. Descript is another company that does it. Another one is Wave, W-A-V-V-E. There's probably a bunch more products that are just not coming to the top of my head right now. Yeah. They're great. Um, if you want to be creating clips that of your audio that are shareable like that, that's awesome. That's a great way to do it is through audiograms. Uh, one thing that I caution, that I caution always, is that posting on social media does not necessarily mean that people are going to go and listen to your podcast just because they just because they watch and even enjoyed your audiogram. It doesn't mean that they're going to go listen to the rest of your podcast. You can say that like a thousand times. And that's something I've been learning. I'm like, oh, well, okay. So you keep retweeting, you keep re- repackaging the content differently. Um, I want to switch over to what I think is really kind of a cool name, Earbuds collaborative yeah earbuds podcast collective is my podcast recommendation newsletter that i started in 2017 because i wanted to listen to more podcasts um the way it works is that each week is curated by a different person and anyone Mm. can curate a list and when you curate a list you can choose whatever theme you want and if you have a podcast and you want to find a way to work that podcast into your podcast picks you can do that you can include one of your own episodes And yeah, I've been doing it for almost six years because I think curation is the future. There's so much content out there and how do you Mm -hmm. possibly choose what to listen to? So the goal of Earbuds is that you can go to the website and we have themes that are very wide ranging in topics and you can probably find a whole list of podcasts to listen to on a theme that you're thinking of. Now, I'm going to tell you guys, um, you want to get the newsletter. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, I know Lauren does... Hopefully she'll be on the show after a couple weeks from now. But your newsletter, I mean, there's, I mean, there's like maybe a list of ten that uh, I subscribe to. But Good. between yours and and I say ten because I've learned, <laughs> don't just take two or three. Yeah, get a conglomerate and and get information. And for me, I'm like a sponge. But regarding earbuds, this newsletter, I want to tell you since I got you on here, it's really kind of put together well and. Thank you. You know, even when you're traveling and, you know, you're you're actually speaking to us, like when you you're on the you had jet lag a couple of weeks ago when you came back from um, Malaysia, um, you're asking us, you know, would we want to receive this on a Friday? Would you want to receive it on a Saturday? And I really appreciate, you know, when you're all in, you're all in and you're you're there. I mean, I can't tell you guys how really involved she really is in this space, in this industry, because it is industry. Yeah. I, I got to stop saying it's a space. It's, it's more <laughs> no, of an no. industry. I think people use them interchangeably. Space, industry, um, world, you know, lots of different, yeah. lots of different ways. So you guys, Google search right now, earbuds. Um, Podcast collective. collective. Just go ahead and Google it. Because you're going to find yourself, if you're, especially if you're beginning, and you can go back in the archives, um, and you can actually receive so much, I call it intel, because you're like a ninja. But it's going to help you out. And I'm just saying that to let you guys know, um, she's all in. She wants to help us who are starting. Even, I find, following you on Twitter, you're even helping those who, are, who have been in the game long enough and who are continuing. And so we're all growing and this whole effort of let's work together is really kind of cool. So you're going to get that with Earbuds Podcast Collective, which is really kind of cool. Thank you for doing that, by the way. Totally. I, you My know, pleasure. I'm, Thank you for liking it. Well, it really is something for me. Is, is, it, it helps. And, you know, I, I, I like learning, especially when I don't know what I'm doing. 
but here I am, you know. Um, when you got into this, who were some of your mentors that were like, yeah, Ariel, do this. Yeah, we got you. Um, who, were, who, were you who did you look up to? Who are you looking up to? Who, who's paving a path for you? Yeah. Back then in 2016, I was living in Los Angeles at the time, and I reached out to people that I just like found out were also living in LA and doing podcasty things. So mm -hmm. one of those people, his name is John Asante. And at the time he was at Stitcher, which is a podcast production company. Mm -hmm. He was producing podcasts there. He has since gone on to Neon Hum Media and now he's at Pineapple Street Studios. And he's an amazing producer. He makes really good stuff. He also has his own podcast, uh, an independent podcast um, about music that has inspired your childhood. And he was just, you know, in addition to being a wealth of information, just really welcoming. And yeah. I think that's what you look for in a mentor is somebody who who is is saying not only like, can you make it in this space, but you also it's a good place to be. And here's why. So he was really, really helpful for me and really welcoming. And we're still friendly. And um, another one was this uh, this guy named Zach Mack, who same deal. He he got a coffee with me and explained to me how he got a job in the podcast space. And I was like, I want to get a job in the podcast space. And we're still friends. Mm -hmm. And um, I love that. And who else? Um, Allison Marino uh, at the time was uh, at a company that she started called Lipstick and Vinyl. And she's really amazing. She recently wrote an article for Sounds Profitable, which is a publication that I recommend that folks subscribe to. It's about the business of podcasting. But she is really, really smart and has been working in podcasts from a production and from an ad tech standpoint for uh, 15 years, maybe 20 years. She's really amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so there, there's really, really cool people out there. So those are some of the folks. And then um, I also had some people help me out early on with email marketing. So shout out to okay. Kevin Goldberg, who used to run a site called Discover Pods. He, ta he taught me how to do some early tricks with uh, search engine optimization for my website. And he told me that I should be you know, using MailChimp and here's how to optimize my MailChimp to look good. So everything that you see today is because of all of these people and more that are not coming to mind right now, but who are very much appreciated. Now you, you mentioned MailChimp. So I got to run down that street at some point. And it was, you mentioned search SEO and I was like you uh, a couple months back. I'm like, I don't know too much about SEO, but I'm, I'm getting in there. Um, vital for yeah, podcasters. Um, it depends, you know, it depends if you want to have a search engine optimization strategy, you know. So mm. if you have a podcast and it's it's called Ariel's Musings About Life. Yeah. That's probably not so SEO friendly because the word life and the word musings could mean many different things at many different times. But if I niche down and I have a conversation with people about philosophy and I don't know, um, mindfulness and well-being, and then I name my podcast something that's a little bit closer to all of those terms, Yeah. then when people search for that, then when people search for those terms, I am more likely to come up than if my podcast was Ariel's Musings About Life and whatever. So it's not only that. It's not about the naming of your podcast. It's about the naming of your episodes. So what are people searching for? You know. So if I'm having a conversation with somebody about philosophy and I'm naming it just that person's name, Right. Yeah. So if you would name this episode Ariel Nissenblatt, that's great for the people who are searching for Ariel Nissenblatt, but it's not so great for the people who are searching for how to start a podcast. 
or how to market your podcast. Mm-hmm. And more people are going to be searching for how to start a podcast, how to market a podcast than they are Ariel Nisblet. For now, one day. For now, one, one day. day. <laughs> True story. For now, yeah. one day. I, I, I hear it just saying I'm tracking with you. That's why I had to ask. Um, for me, this this conversation is so vital. I hope you're enjoying yourself. I really do. I'm enjoying myself. Um, I'm going as I'm listening. There's this. I think of like you know the the end of the movies that that the the not the trailer but when they just roll all the credits the credits. Yeah. Your life is like the credits to me. <laughs> so it really is. It's not a. It's kind of cool saying that because the things that you're involved in. And the things that you're doing, you know, international podcast industry chat that I was a part of uh, back on the, on the 4th of October. Um, you guys connect with Ariel on Twitter, seriously, because there's just a wealth of information that she talks about. But there's like this treasure trove of insight and whatever where you want to go with what you're doing. She's like a hub. And there are other individuals who are like a hub and they're just connecting people like she'll hand you off and take it this way or she'll bring you around and you know, how about, how about this? Or how about make some suggestions? Or have you ever had one of those conversations where you just kind of said like, you know, that kind of sucks. You may want to redo <laughs> something like that. Has that Me ever came across your? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Hope I never get on that list. <laughs> <laughs> have I heard something that sucks? Of course I have. There's so many people who, uh, either they don't put any effort into their show or mm. they do and they still suck. And like, that's okay. That's okay. You know? Um, I think the most important thing is like, I, I said this before, but why do you want to be making a podcast? Right. And if you want to be making a podcast because you love the, the beauty and the, the art that can be sculpted through audio, right. then you probably want to take a class on how to do that. <laughs> right. If that's important to you. Um, it, it's true that some people are naturally gifted, right? But I think anybody can benefit from learning about the craft and, and studying people who have come before you. Um, I also think it's okay to make a shitty podcast if you're okay with your podcast not, you know, potentially reaching tens of thousands of downloads. Like, it is possible for a podcast that is made with low quality equipment or no equipment at all, just speaking into a computer desktop to still be a successful podcast. It depends what success means to you. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. you're just having fun with your friends. That's success. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're getting a client. One client might be worth it. You never know. Just define what success means for you. Yeah. I started on the Apple phone when I, when I back in January and I was like, I need to get all this stuff. I need to get all this stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, just focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. And content first, content first. And then you can upgrade when it makes sense. When it makes sense. And I was listening to um, a guy a while back and he was like, don't buy anything expensive. Put more value in whether you want to do the thing first before you buy. And then so you don't lose out on investment. Same with everything, right? Like if I decide that I'm going to become a runner and I'm going to buy the fanciest shoes, why am I going to do that before I establish at least a routine with myself that I'm going to get out and run every day or at least get up and walk every day. I don't Mm -hmm. even do that right now. So I'm not going to go and buy $175 sneakers Mm -hmm. in hopes that I don't need that right now. If I'm not pounding the pavement every day, I need, I need $40 sneakers. I need $50 sneakers until I really figure it out. I mean, you know, there's an element here that doesn't completely translate because you want to make sure that your knee health is, is really taken care of and your joints Mm -hmm. and everything. But Mm -hmm. you, you get what I'm saying. I sure do. 
Um, I'm going through the life of Ariel before we get into the rapid fire. I got some questions right here. Let's do it. International Podcast Day Gratitude Award goes to Ariel Nesselblad. I didn't know it was coming. I've been involved <laughs> with, uh, with International Podcast Day since 2017. That's when I first heard about it. Yeah. And I... When I was on a live stream, then I got to present in 2017, yeah. and uh, I've been in touch with the the creators for a long time. We're friendly, um, but this year I was awarded that, and it was a really nice surprise. And I I got to accept it live, and yeah, I'm really really I, I think it's the first professional award that I've won. So really really honored. Um, second person is probably going to ask you that because I think Rena asked, "What are you going to do with it?" <laughs> with the award. Um, well, I haven't received it yet. I need to send them my address so that they can send okay. it to me. And then I am going to put it right in a nice prominent place so that it's uh, clear in all of my Zoom calls. And you know, it's really kind of cool, you guys, because I'm looking at it and it says changing lives for the better through podcasting. And that's what she was awarded with. And when I saw the tweet, I kid you not, I'm not stalking, but I get the alerts. And I'm like, hey, that's pretty doggone cool because I know someone from an indirect friendship in this industry and she's got a, a, a cool award how about that yeah. um ariel malaysia i didn't get what's the scoop what happened <laughs> why were you there what's I going went on to radio days asia which is a conference that takes place in kuala lumpur malaysia oh, wow. yeah. and i spoke about social media for podcasters and it was awesome i flew in arrived and about an hour later gave, gave a presentation my i was so jet lagged but i did it <laughs> and then i stuck around in malaysia for a few days and then went to singapore and um just worked from there it was really nice how is that region of the world in podcasting is it is it as it is here obviously it's probably different less, with technology less really less but definitely there's interest i was asking everybody that i came across what their podcast listening habits were or radio listening habits and i met somebody who was around my age and he listens to tons of podcasts he's constantly listening to podcasts but mostly american media which i found interesting interesting so definitely a market there for malaysian made content because i can imagine mm -hmm. that yes of course people are interested in american media and british media and other types of media around the world but wouldn't you want to listen to something about your own hometown or home city or you know home country or even in your native language yeah i yeah. i think that so would I be a big opportunity huge so any lasting connects there? Will that be? Is that going to yeah. be your next destination on an annual basis? You think? No, no, no. No. Okay. Um, I'm moving all around. You know, no, no, no recurrings yet until I go to all the countries in the world. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Um, best space in the countries that you want to go and get to know multicultural podcasting. Best country. Um, I am going to Berlin at the end of this month, Germany. And uh, I'm going for a trip um, just with some friends, but then I'm yeah. going to stick around and meet some podcast people. So I'm excited about that. And I'm ending that trip. I'm flying into Berlin and out of London. So I'll do the same in the UK. And I'm going to try to go to a few other countries along the way and we'll be having podcast conversations everywhere I go. That is really kind of cool that you're all in on this. Is, do you ever get tired? Yeah. Yeah, but not of podcast stuff, just of, like, life. 
<laughs> yeah, exhaustion. Yeah. Um, okay. Just want to make sure you're human. You know, you gotta <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing you, you know, I gotta make sure you're not an Android or robot because you're going. Um, not but not for the sake of being busy. I mean, you're literally making moves and I'm not, you know, puffing you up, but um every time I come to Twitter or catch the YouTube or catch a, a connection, I'm like, man, she's really making moves. And what I like about what you're doing is you care about the, what you're doing. You know, it's not just for the dollar. It's not just, you know, for the presentation, for the prestige. Maybe you literally are, be about the dollar a little more often. <laughs> well, I hope you get some income uh, because of your worth. I mean, you bring a lot of value. And I want to let you know from a consumer and a newbie, you bring value to this industry. And because of people like you, women like you, guys like you, um, that's why I'm maintaining. Because I'd be like, you know, I later for the podcast, I'm going to go back and handle the business, the ministry and church, blah, blah, blah. But you bring value. And I want, I want, I wanted to bring you on just to let you know that. Thank I mean, you. I could do it on a Twitter, but you actually bring value. And I really appreciate that uh, in you. Um, so there's the international podcast day. We talked about Malaysia a little bit. Now, PDM podcast movement 22 missed out on it. Yeah. Oh wait, Come. you were there. No, weren't you? Had to turn back around. Oh, but it's okay because Jared helped me out tremendously. Right. You mentioned and that. I can only wish I could have been in all the conferences that everybody was going to. And then I missed out. Yeah. Next time. But you know, the relationships I built because I, I was letting people know I was coming ahead. So I was kind of like, Oh no. Yeah. yeah. And, and so the kind of cool connections were really kind of met. And I'm like, I was kind of name dropping a little bit because I wanted to make people know I'm actually connecting to You're some legit, people. Yeah, yeah legit, exactly. As a newbie, I'm like, yeah, I actually know this person. Well, I don't know him, but we're connecting on, on, on the Twitter. We're so there's a space friends. there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a thing there. That's a real thing. I'm just saying, um, how I, I podcast move at 22 for me, I was, it was a buildup. It was exciting for me. And to know that I was going to be able to be able to be in the room and be, have an ear. how, what is that like for someone who's not been to this, the largest conference in North America? What is that like for someone who's not gone and is interested in this industry? I don't know because I've gone. I know. Gosh. <laughs> um, well, what can um, you share with us? Yeah. I, it's great. Um, learning, the learning opportunities are awesome. But for me, what I really like is just getting to hang out with other people who really care about this industry as much as I do, you know? So it's hanging out between sessions, getting drinks with people, getting dinner, and being exposed to how different companies show up is really interesting. So what what do their booth setup look like? What products okay. are they pushing? Okay. Uh, what swag are they giving away? Sometimes that is a good way to figure out, you know, what their priorities are. Nice swag. I got some nice swag. I mean, yeah. what they gave for those of us who couldn't make it, because um, we were part of the 100 um, that were sponsored to go. So the swag was really kind of nice. I was kind of like, oh, no, because Jared was like, you know, you can come in and kind of meet some of these guys and, and girls and kind of get introduced to how this whole industry works. I'm like, wah, wah, wah. Jared, I can't make it. I got to head back to Chicago. Um, okay. So there's, you know, if you guys are, are, are not in the know, Podcast Movement 22 is an annual event. I think it's kind of biannual, isn't it? Because yeah, they're doing they something. Events. One takes place in february march that's podcast movement evolutions and then there is podcast movement which takes place in a rotating city usually in july or august 
So you guys want to make make your opportunity to go to the next one is what I'm getting at. Um, you're, you'll see individuals like Ariel who are who's there. Um, real nice professional individuals who really give a care about what we're doing and why we're doing it. And they really care about the trajectory of, of this industry at the end of the, at the end of the night. Um, okay. Um, I say, um, because I want to get into something real quick. Rapid fire some questions with you. Boom. Okay. Here we go. Rapid fire with Ariel Nessenblatt. First and foremost, this and that. Why and how? Why this and that? Yes. It Obviously, it's a name. Nessenblatt. <laughs> That's obvious. That's all. Yeah, I discovered it. Um, my friend Lex told me that in 2015, and I was like, how did I not realize this sooner? Helps people with the pronunciation, and you're good to go. <laughs> You got to trademark that bad boy. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, best podcast happening right now. What comes to mind for me is a podcast called The Loudest Girl in the Room. It's by mm. this woman named Lauren Ober, and it's about her decision to um, get evaluated for autism at the age of 41, I think she is. And it's her whole journey like that. It's really beautiful. Wow. Okay. I'm um, thinking of uh, the Brown Girl podcast. She's from India. I think I have her connect with you or, you know, maybe make that connection. Um, are there any secrets that you withhold until you work them out before you bring them live? Any Probably, secrets? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'll test theories. So my working theory used to be two years ago that the silver bullet to podcast marketing was being featured on Apple Podcasts. I now no longer think that's the case. I think that, yes, you want to be featured on Apple Podcasts, but just getting okay. featured once won't do anything. So you need to work out a way to get featured on Apple and to get featured on Spotify and to get featured on Stitcher and to get featured on CastBox. And I could go on all day. And then to yeah. make it happen again consistently, because if that doesn't happen, you're going to get spikes. And then those people that you uh, get to listen to your show may stick around, but you want to make them Make sure they're coming back, and sometimes that means getting placed. So, yes, that's a theory that I've been working out over the years. Okay. What are ways the podcast industry can improve? Right now, what comes to mind is that there are so many people who recommend podcasts of that, that they think are – basically, there's this trend on Twitter of people recommending podcasts – to level up your life. And every time that yeah. happens, it's men recommending male podcasts only. And I think that this is just a larger call to action for people to make sure that you're listening to podcasts and to people who are outside of your comfort zone and making sure ah. that you're seeking out more diverse voices. That's true. I 100% approve that statement that you just made. So you can run for office on that one right there because that's, <laughs> that's huge. Um, I see the push uh, to have more women in the space prominent space not just you know we're going to throw you some trinkets here yeah. yeah not afterthought um your go-to place to unwind i'm what your go-to place to unwind ah uh, i love to i i love a beach i love a good beach like a beautiful clean beach with big flowing waves <laughs> I hear you can't you. just do that all the time though uh, right. i wish i had an answer like the gym but i hate the gym but you know that, mm. that would be a good answer i'm That'd gonna be, be aspirational awesome and say maybe the gym 
<laughs> Maybe the gym. Okay, we'll go with the beach. We know we're going to be out here. Holidays for podcasting sounds like what? Um, a holiday for podcasting could be um, everybody goes to like a nice soundproof room and gets to listen to a podcast. And while they're listening to that podcast, there are elements from the podcast that are delivered to them. So maybe you're listening to a podcast about like candy and then mm -hmm. candy comes and hangs out or like, you know, you've, it doesn't yeah. just like magically appear, but this is like something that has been created in advance and there's, there's companies that do this and then you get to have an immersive experience with the audio and then with a physical object or something to eat or something to, to feel, or maybe you're listening to a podcast about a massage while getting a massage. That's a podcast holiday. <laughs> I'm glad I asked that question because I was I, my my drug is Eminem Peanut, so I got to get hold of Mars. And we got to work this whole thing out. Mm. Um, last question for Rapid Fire: If you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? I think I would be working in solar or wind energy. I think solar I like, and wind energy. Yeah, I think I like newer industries. And okay. that's what's exciting to me is a job that's new or that every day is different. And I feel like solar and wind and other alternative energy sources are places that are still defining themselves. And I think I like that about an industry. You guys, this is a smart woman. Um, thank you for being here on this episode with me. I really appreciate your time and what you do. I just want to say thank you so much for just carving this out and being here and in, in, in the lab. Thanks for having me. Is there anything that you want to leave? If you were to drop a C, like do a mic drop, what would you say to the Night Eagles listening to you right now? If you are tweeting or if you are blogging, if you're posting on Instagram and you're quoting somebody and that person is a man, think about how often that person is a man and consider including people who are not men in your posts every once in a while because I think – it goes a long way to pumping people up who might need to be pumped up, but it also goes a long way in um, in making sure that the people who are seeing that are being mm -hmm. inspired by people who uh, are not necessarily the people that are always chosen as the, the quotables, right? So if you think you're going to quote Ralph, uh, uh, you know, Thoreau, Henry David Thoreau, yeah. try somebody yeah. else, try somebody else. Excellent wisdom. Mic drop here with Ariel Nissenblatt. Thank you so much for being here on this episode, Ariel. I really appreciate you. Now, you guys can check Ariel out on Twitter and other places where they can connect with you are where? Uh, if you just search my name, you'll find me, Ariel Nissenblatt. I like how she just says that. That, that is so, that's so Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm the only one. I'm the only Ariel Nissenblatt, so it's easy. And where'd you get your name from? My parents. <laughs> well, I think of like the Disney show. Like, um, yeah. we named our daughter Jasmine after her favorite. Oh, nice. You know, she named her Jasmine. I swear that I'm not named after the mermaid, but I was born after the movie came out. So, I don't know. I think you might be named after the mermaid. <laughs> They're just going to hold that secret, I think. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode, you guys. Um, remember to subscribe and get earbuds podcast collective i mean this you guys it is such inform information that you're going to need she drops wisdom in it and as she said others are curating in the, the newsletter and you can also connect her on you know twitter
because she's there. She's there and she's always dropping information, links, insight, and she's always uplifting to those who are really about the business of learning about this whole industry. Ariel, thank you for your time here. I appreciate you. Thank you.